Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. We've fired it up for second hour, and we got some great guests. Uh, Tony, who do we have scheduled for hour number two, bottom to top? We're going to talk to Corey Texter, who is a pro flat track star and a three-time X Games gold medalist, or at least a three-time athlete. And uh, we're going to talk to John Ewart, who is the communications director for Road America. This weekend is Road America, so we're pretty excited here in the studio for that. And then uh, big big news out of Arena Cross a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah. And uh, they, uh, they've, they're going to fold Arena Cross. Feld is, they continue is to fold the tents on everything. I'm surprised <laughs> the monster the... trucks are still running. Oh, they're making money. Monster trucks are making money. So. But according to um, the news, the news out there is that the Fake girls, news. that the old man is retiring, Mr. Feld is retiring, and the girls uh, don't want to uh, have as heavy a work schedule, perhaps, as they currently, or as, as the company currently has. So that might make sense. It's kind of like what happened with iHeart when, when WHO Radio, TV, and affiliated stations, when the girls took over, they ended up, st- uh, they started selling What are we talking about? Who are girls? The girls, the Palmer girls. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So it's same with. So it's the just Palmer. coincidental that they're both yeah, girls. Exactly. You're not saying that girls don't work. Oh no That's no. That's what no, I heard. No no. That's what we heard. They isn't were it? quite smart when they yeah, sold. We That's, heard it. Yeah. No, I'm smart. kidding. So so, so, right, so, uh, so we're going to talk with the the founder of Kicker Arena Cross. You bet. And 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 my estimation anyway, and we're going to find out from Todd, is that Kicker Arena Cross is in a perfect position um to to not only take over but to to step into the number one slot take over the world take over the world yes but be be ready to go because kicker's coming to a town near you he joins us now as the founder of kicker arena cross todd hammock todd how are you i'm doing great uh guys thanks for having me on and uh, you're right you know i i I get tired of hearing that arena cross is dead so we've got a great little commercial going to be out soon and we hope everybody can see it that Basically, Arena Cross is not dead. It's more alive than it's ever been. And now you're going to let, you know, people like me get back to the grassroots and, uh, you know, make it great again, I guess. Make <laughs> Arena Cross great again. Brought to you by Kicker. Hats? Will you sell hats? You, 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 have, you could have orange hair and sell T-shirts and all kinds of things. <laughs> That's the <laughs> com online, folks, if you want to follow along. Todd, tell us about uh, Kicker Arena Cross. When did you guys start uh, the company? When did you start? What was the idea behind it? Back in 1995, I worked for Kawasaki Motors as a factory representative. And one of my accounts, one of my dealers that I called on uh, wanted to do an event and a real scenic location out in new mexico and we did it and you know the first year like any other any other type of event or business doesn't go so well but you sit back and you reflect on it later on you think you know what we make these changes next year will be better and that's exactly what happened and by the time we got into uh you know the early 2000s man we were rolling and of course 2005 i was dedicated completely to the kicker arena cross tour and, and here we are today now, if I did my math correct, you were with um, with Kawasaki for what eighteen years? 
Yes, 18 years. Wow. I mean, that's a long time. And, and obviously, you saw Kawasaki and the motorcycling industry evolve over the years. And really, it became almost perfect for uh, arena cross. I mean, the bikes, uh, the talent. Arena cross for me is a wonderful place to 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 make your bones, if you will, as a, as a young rider, and to understand that riding tight is everything um, because of the size of the arenas and the tracks, right? It, well, it, it is, and it, and it hones your skills. And let me paint a picture for you. Okay. I do amateur arena cross, and that's that's a lot of our entries on a race day. And, and our program is a little different in that we start really early Saturday morning, and we qualify all these amateurs down for the main event Saturday night. And then we start the pros with their heat and uh, and their semis and, and our last chance qualifiers. Of course, the pros are going to their main, but we factor in or we fill in with amateur pros. And you take a young man, you know, let's, let's just start with the little guys, the four to six peewees or the seven to nine. And these <laughs> guys, it's not so tight to them, but they get on that track and they race in front of anywhere from four to thousand to eight thousand people. And, you know, they get done, and, man, the crowd is cheering them on. You can't tell me that that doesn't attract them to indoor racing. Right. You know, ultimately leads to, you know, I guess all roads lead to Supercross, but not necessarily, you know, arena cross. It, it leads them to want to do more arena cross, and as they grow up, they're not afraid of it. And it's just something you can do in the winter and race in front of a lot of people. Todd, we, we've talked about the uh, the markets that arena cross Feld's arena cross isn't going to be in anymore and i and i think it's i don't think it's good for the sport honestly i don't i'm not uh you know it's um i'm not mad at them but i i really don't think that they did um i think they screwed up arena cross i really do i think they've had it screwed up for a while um i think that uh um you know there's some people that have have uh i talked to a guy that's been involved with Feld over the years, and and he, you know, he said it was just it was a little bit of satisfaction that he got just knowing that they screwed up one more thing, and I I hate to be that way, but um, I know that the crew that they have is very very good, and I hope that they all find jobs if that's what they desire. Uh, but the markets that they're going to leave throughout the country, Des Moines is one that I you know I own a motocross track, and we've talked about doing some fourth quarter indoor racing around here. Um, because arena cross isn't in fourth quarter. It, it is plainfully obvious when the weather gets bad, everybody is excited about going to arena cross and it's not here anymore. So, uh, with these arenas opening up, my question to you is, is there dirt available? Would Feld sell it? Um, I know that they still do some monster trucks in those arenas. Is it, is that, can, can that be a shared expense with Feld? Have you reached out to them? Are they, are they willing to work with you? Um, to pick up the ball and run, or is that your game plan at all? Well, you're you're correct in that. Well, let me first state: I never wanted Feld to go away with Arena Cross. I always felt that it was good for me. You bet, because they did they did such a good job to nationally promote the sport. So I, I really wasn't looking forward to that. But you know, it is what it is. And now there are venues that are available, and uh, I've been contacted, and I've contacted several of these venues trying to give us a little bit more uh, exposure nationwide. I've got a good exposure now, but, you know, I just need a few more markets to really make it hum well. Uh, the dirt was really never, you know, I, I haven't contacted Feld lately about dirt in the past when they had arena cross. 
They weren't so easy to get along with to let you use it. Matter of fact, there was a building in Worcester, Massachusetts that their dirt sat on one side and my dirt sat on the other. And it just, you know, it is what it is, and, and it didn't really bother me. With their uh, leaving Arena Cross, you're right, they still utilize, sometimes they don't, but most of the times they do utilize dirt on these monster jams, and uh, I don't see why they wouldn't be agreeable to uh, to help it out. Now, Now, the truth be known that they typically... Uh, while while you know I do and they do, I you know own some of the dirt in some of the markets. But you'd be surprised that some of these buildings have their own dirt because they don't you know alone from monster truck or arena cross they do rodeos and, oh. and different different things like that. So they need dirt. So the dirt a lot of the times is there. If not, and you're coming into a market, yeah, it's an expense, but you you amortize it you know over the course of you know five ten years, and it's not so bad. Todd, with Feld shutting down Arena Cross, at least in 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 their books, you know, and I know that you with Kicker have have done some great things, and um, I, I just got to ask this: Nitro's another series, Arena Cross series. Have you guys had any uh, contact between the two of you to try to help continue and promote Arena Cross as a whole? Or have you guys just you guys keep your things completely separate and don't communicate? Well, no, we do communicate. When we communicate to uh, stay out of you know, there's no reason for us to be doing markets in the same town. Um, you know, there's plenty of markets out there for both of us, and mm-hmm. and you know, aside from Nitro, there's other guys that are that are on the uh, you know on the radar doing arena cross as well, and it's just best that we worked together to not saturate a market and and even for the you know because we rely on the racers too i don't want to be an hour and 20 minutes away from from nitro or or, you know someone up in the northwest part of the united states or you know your guy over on the east coast i don't want to be in their backyard with an event the same weekend it's just not it's not good for me it's not good for him and you know you you want all the riders to go to one location and produce a good show but yeah I, i on my end and, you know, also with Nitro and some of the other guys, we are communicating to say, this is what I've got going on. You know, does, you know, I'll fill out my schedule to them and they'll reply with theirs and we'll just kind of keep it to where we don't collide in certain markets or, or you know, within, you know, a couple hours drive of each market. That's a that's a real good idea to, to you, I mean, let's face it, you're sharing a commodity and that is the racer, right? That is correct, yeah. And, and we all do things a little <clears> differently, but... You're right, but, you know, and, and I don't like to punish the racer in that respect to make him choose. He may be following one series, and uh, and have to go, you know, maybe following two series for all that I know. But uh, you know, there's plenty of markets to go around, and uh, you know, I just want to see Arena Cross. I want you to see other promoters do a good job and keep the name Arena Cross in a positive light. Right? Can you see maybe some of the manufacturers being a little more um, eager to work with? A race organizer now that Feld is, such as yourself now that Feld isn't isn't involved. Maybe they're folding the tents. Maybe they're saying, "Hey, let's uh, maybe we we lend you some more contingency in 2019." That kind of thing. You know, I'm 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 hoping so. Um, I've reached out to one of them with a positive response from them. Wow. Uh, and 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 I think it's still a little early. The the manufacturers back when when I was involved, or, you know, our experience was that. A lot of those contingency dollars uh, got divided out, even you know the new stuff, 
typically around August or September is when they made their their budgets and their plans for the 2000 or the you know, subsequent year, 2019 in this case. But, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, I, I hope that they will. I hope that they see the value in racers keep racing and and people who show up as a spectator to these venues and watch the racing and realize, hey, I can do that and I want to be a part of it. And then that just brings more racers in. Because I can tell you, the AMA and each manufacturer spends uh, a fair amount of money trying to procure these off-road riders to get into the business, get, a, get on a two-wheel motorcycle. Because, you know, once you get them on two wheels, I mean, they may move from a dirt bike, they may move to a dual-purpose or a street bike. And they should be members of the AMA. Anyway, yeah. I've always said that when you sell a new bike, it should come with a one-year complimentary AMA membership, and uh, that's one way to hook people, for for goodness sakes, get them on track. But, uh, gosh, I think they're missing the boat there. Let's go to uh, Roman Avila. Roman? Todd, so going back to, uh, you know, Tony had mentioned about, uh, you know, some of the manufacturers, but uh, the other side to that is have you had any conversation with any uh, of the other products out there, be it a, uh, a lubrication sponsorship or uh, or uh, an energy drink or you know some some big sponsor that you can pull in that's no longer being pulled by Feld for the Arena Cross stuff. I have, you being honest with you, I I have not, and I have not for the simple reason that I don't have, I do not have all my dates set yet. Um, I want to get I want to get all my cards in hand, and then go and say, "Here's what I have. Here's what's going to happen." I do not want to mislead right. any of my sponsors into, "Hey, this is going to be big," and then under deliver. So what? I want them to know going in. So, but I, I think there's going to be some some new attention paid in this in this you know in in my direction and some of the other guys as well. When do your dates start, Todd? Normally, normally I start the first week of January. Uh, Quite honestly, we're we're booking a few venues for uh, mid November and and the first of December, just to uh, just to get things started early, and then take a break break for Christmas and then resume back uh, first weekend of January. No, and right now we're scheduled to go through uh, the uh, middle of March. Todd, back to Tony's point, and I've I, I've been a silent agreeer on this because i do think it's important and and back to tony's point too fourth quarter racing especially in the upper midwest northeast and northwest were you know des moines prime for yeah for a november race right todd and i were talking about that on the phone today yeah you know and with my racetrack just you know our series just getting done yeah it's and people are you can start promoting yep. it at the races as long as the the, the local racetracks clubs promoters whatever and i use All the word in. promoter pretty loosely around here because there's only a couple um <laughs> but uh you know the, the, you can promote it at the races send them them information and give the race track a free ticket to put it on his social media or, or whatever i mean it's it's uh, it's all easy. the stuff that feld's done over the years and it's worked and I think fourth quarter, I really think, I really wish a, a, somebody like Kicker Arena Cross would look at fourth quarter racing in the Midwest because I really think we're primed for it. Oh, I do too. And well, you know, Tony I, has some pretty I, good parties too, by the way. Yeah, well, we do. I, you know, we may have to do that, but my biggest event is the weekend before Thanksgiving annually in Albany, New York. 
Um, and, and I agree, there, there are people who are, you know, there's not a real big college football market up there. High school football's over. You're not racing your dirt bike outside. And, man, they love to come to the event. Now, I've heard uh, I've heard Des Moines mentioned earlier today and then later, and I, I, uh, I don't want to be uh, uh, burst your bubble. I've contacted them three times in the last two months, and finally they told me they don't even want to have Arena Cross, which is a real disappointment to me because I do remember the days of Des Moines being the opening round. Matter of fact, I I wanted to run the backs of Des Moines so bad that I've been to Cedar Rapids before. Yeah, trying to trying to tag off of, of what turnout that they've had and uh, and do it that way. And so, if you can get me into Des Moines, I would love to be in Des Moines. I think it's a perfect market. Buy me a hot dog. I'll bring it up to Chris Conley. He's actually a friend of mine that is the GM of that building, Wells Fargo Arena. And uh, we just, I can't imagine that they wouldn't want to do it, but um, maybe, you know, I know they have a couple tenants that I happen to work for as well, basketball and football. Uh, but uh, it seems to me that, uh, you know, if you're thinking about mid-November, uh, I don't know what else is going on in November at that point. I really don't. So that'd be a good well, conversation for us to have. You know, I can, I can, I can, I can. I'm in and out of these buildings a lot, and maybe some people from the spectator side or the competitor side don't see it, but I do. A dirt event coming into a building is really hard on the building. When you're moving dirt in, the dirt dries out and it gets in all your your vent system. The filters have to be cleaned. Buildings typically do not like it. And the comment that the Des Moines building made to me is when Feld was doing it, they brought us Monster Jam. They brought us Disney on Ice. They brought us a Marvel show, all these other products, and they were willing to deal with it. So they're not, you know, they're just not as crazy about it. But please, yeah, talk to your, talk I will. To your uh, contact there, and let's see if we can put something together. Well, we have Comic-Con this weekend. Uh, so I'll be down at the building. I'll be down at the building for Comic Con and for Arena Football. We have Arena Football on uh, Saturday night. So yeah, it's going to be a busy weekend for all of that. Uh, Todd, it's always good to talk to you, brother, and uh, we're very excited about the future. Being able to promote you guys and uh, promote the dates. Make sure we get the schedule ASAP as soon as you get it all solidified. And uh, we're happy to be uh, on board with you guys. Kick Arena Crosses for real. Look for them online. KickerArenaCross.com. Todd, you'll be hearing from me in the next few days, okay? All right. Hey, guys, thanks for giving me a call. Anytime, love being on the show. All right, God bless you. Kicker Arena Cross, folks. Arena Cross isn't dead. Feld's Arena Cross, maybe. But uh, Kicker Arena Cross is not only alive, but it's very, very good. So stick around. We'll be back after this. This is Pit Pass. Hi, this is Henry Wilde. Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean, really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix dissecting the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network.
My name's Michael Laminato, and I'll catch you after the chicken flag.